for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 293 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhardt. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And we've got Star Wars things to talk about this week. Um, oh boy. Some pretty cool Disney Plus news. A uh, almost forgotten character from the mid-2000s has been re-added to canon. And a little bit of casting, cock duty speculating. Uh, so... Johnny Grosso? Oh, no, but related to Johnny Grosso playing Thor, or Thor, oh my god, dude, you know how, oh my god, oh my god, you know how in, um, in the Grinch Stole Christmas, they're like, and that day his heart grew, what is it, like, ten times? Yeah, Johnny Grosso's ego just grew three times bigger, and he doesn't even know why, he's laying in bed with his blanket pulled up to his chin, dreaming about baseball like, or some shit. I feel fucking mighty. And he just, sudden. his eyes pew, fucking snapped open. And he was like, yo, <laughs> I feel awesome about myself right now. Electrified, supercharged. Sabrina, do we have a hammer? <laughs> I just want to hold it. Uh, but related to Johnny Grosso playing Thrawn is what I meant. So, hey guys, why don't you follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod? And if you really enjoy the show, you can check out our Patreon where we post all kinds of bonus podcasts. Podcasts like Oh No, It's Hall Solo Cooking with Will Jaws, Steve versus the Prequels, Masters of Harvest Kasi, Year by Star Wars Year by Podcast, Podula Rasa, Blue Harvest Adventures, and a whole lot more. And uh, you can check that out at patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. And a big shout out to all our Patreons. We uh, really appreciate you guys. Uh, <clears throat> so, buddy, uh, how's your week been? I haven't been bad. I can't complain. Yeah, I mean. What about you? I don't have much different to report. You know, just living yeah. that post first shot life. Looking forward to the second one. Um, but, yeah. but, but besides that sort of business as usual this week except for the fucking crazy storms 
you know we yeah. had some tornadic activity that thankfully yeah, didn't turn out as bad as they were sort of uh expecting it to be at least in our area yeah that rolled through here it was it was pretty scary at the time the sirens going off everywhere yeah i got up real early on wednesday to go to the courthouse and i pulled up and i thought they were without power at first because all the lights were off and there were people outside waiting oh yeah and i was like oh shit did their power go out and you know wednesday morning here at least it wasn't super bad it was a little rainy but not like <clears throat> and i figured you know i could get there and get home before the real bad weather rolled through but no it turned out they just closed. They're like, fuck that. It's supposed to be bad weather today. We ain't opening today. We're done. Yeah. So I came home and chilled out and worked from home that day. But yeah, other than that, not a whole lot to report, buddy. It's weird. It's uh it's officially for us here a year since things all shut down. Right. It was March seventeenth. We're recording on the eighteenth. So Yeah. <clears throat> it's 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 pretty weird that like exactly a year later like still going on still going on although the vaccine stuff is is hopeful and you know i i live in mississippi and and uh it is opened back up full swing and numbers are starting to creep back up so it's scary but you know yeah Thank goodness that I have a vaccine. Yeah, I just hope, uh, you know, people are are smart and get themselves taken care of. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's hope. Yeah. I mean, I got to be honest. The amount of people that were in line getting it when I went was surprising and slightly comforting for me. Yeah. Because there was probably, I don't know, three to four hundred cars in line. So. Oh, yeah. It's crazy when you go to get it. Yeah. Well, you know, Jesse went and got hers today and was in and out. Granted, I'm pretty sure here in Birmingham, there's more than one site. Right? Yeah. So yeah. where I had to drive to is the only site in town where my appointment was. So I imagine that's partially why it uh, it was packed. a little. Yeah, it was packed. But despite how many people were there, there was a pretty quick process. I mean, I, I was there an hour, but. Right considering how many people were there it wasn't that that's that nothing bad. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so you want to talk some star wars news i do all right so uh, a couple months back our buddies over at the kessel run transmissions on youtube they had a little scoopy scoop about who could possibly be playing ezra uh in live action disney plus stuff right right ezra is a character that probably pretty correctly and strongly has been speculated to show up given Ahsoka getting her own show, getting her getting them and given the fact that she directly called out Thrawn, where was Thrawn the last time we saw him hanging out with some fucking space wells and, and Ezra, right? Right. Well, their scoop was that actor Mina Masood, who you might know as the live action Aladdin, um, was up for the role, was being talked to uh, about taking the role of Ezra. That is neat. And uh, actually, I don't even think we discussed it. I kind of forgot um, to add it to like the list of things to discuss. But that's what they reported a couple months back. And then this week, something interesting happened. 
on Instagram, he posted a picture with the caption, hey, just so you know, when I escape, I won't hurt any of you. Okay, that just seems like, I don't know, a caption. Well, two massive uh, Star Wars Rebels fans like our friend Emily Lind, our friend Sal Perales, uh, you know, a lot of our friends that are huge, massive Star Wars Rebels fans, that stuck out as being a line from Ezra. Ezra says that to some uh, stormtroopers in an episode. I can't quite remember which, um, what exact episode it is. Oh, that's cool. It'd be that's really, cool. I bet you I would annoy the shit out of Emily if I called or texted her and was like, hey, what's the exact episode that that line, yeah. hey, just I so you know. Tell you. <laughs> oh, I'm sure she knows exactly with a timestamp. But um, this, of course, got everybody all excited because, uh, you know, that seems like him confirming this news, right? And, right. You know, of course, it could be, um, I guess it could always be him hearing the rumors and playing around with it. But I don't know. That seems like an awfully specific. I yeah, that seems really obscure for that to just be kidding around. Mm-hmm. So it looks like he could uh, very well be um, our live av- action Ezra. And it looks like that's uh, <coughs> going forward. Uh, be interesting to see. um see what i forgot what i was about to say i bet you it wasn't that interesting (laughs) if i had to guess it probably wasn't that interesting Eh, mildly mildly at best at best um uh so i don't know if you remember this but when star wars rebels was in full swing there was a lot of people uh referring to ezra as space aladdin you know because he's an orphan he lives on the streets um, you know, he sort of, uh, steals food and stuff to survive. So I guess it's just kind of a neat coincidence that space Aladdin is going to be played by the guy who played, uh, Aladdin. Played the... Aladdin. Yeah. Right. Have you yeah, seen I that? Down with it. I, uh, I, I, okay. I'm not trying to talk trash. I tried to watch it and it was just, I don't know if I have such an, uh, such an attachment to the original Aladdin that I was just really thrown off by this live action adaptation. But the first, you know, the first musical number in, I just checked out. I was like, nope, 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 nope. Well, there's your, there goes your live, your glowing live action review Aladdin of Aladdin from Will Witten. Jeez. No, I, I haven't seen it, so I can't. I can't say one way or the other. And like I said, maybe it's just a personally harsh criticism, but... Yeah, because Aladdin is one of your favorites, I feel. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, I like Aladdin as well. Uh, <clears throat> so, we also got some cool news about something, not just one thing, several things, coming to Disney Plus on April 2nd uh, this year. Uh, and those things include the animated segment from the holiday special. Oh, that's cool. The Ewoks cartoon. All right. And the Gindy Tarakoski. I'm no sure I butchered way. that. Clone Wars series. That's awesome. 
Yeah, so they're... Oh, and the Ewoks movies, Battle for Endor and Caravan of Courage. Finally, some of this old stuff is getting respect. Yeah, man. So, it's pretty interesting. First off, I have a feeling, because I want to say around 2005, 2006, right? Mm -hmm. They put out a not-so-great double-sided DVD of the two Ewoks movies. And those were probably... I've got them. They're probably the best quality versions of those two movies that you could get uh, until now. Obviously, they haven't been put out on Blu-ray or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and same thing goes with the Ewoks cartoon. They put out a DVD that I don't think contained every episode, but, you know, like a fair amount of them, right? Right. Um, so, and same thing goes for the the original Clone Wars animated series. That hasn't been put out in any way since those original dvds dvds yeah and i i was lucky enough that i just got those at the time yeah me too and for a while there i don't know if it's the the case anymore but they were kind of expensive on the secondary market because they weren't in print anymore i think I, i think i remember seeing that um so what i'm basically trying to say is um Okay, it was actually late 2004 that Star Wars Animated Adventures Ewoks um, was, there were some of those released on DVD. So, anyways, what I'm trying to say is with these coming out, this might be possibly the best quality versions that we have of them on hand. I would especially think so for the Ewoks cartoon. Absolutely. I I don't think they're going to be doing anything special as far as like remastering these or anything. Right. You still have to imagine that they're going to be somewhat better than the the DVD versions, right? Yeah. And we're going to have the entire Ewok series, which interestingly enough has an episode called Blue Harvest in it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Little tribute. I um. One of my holy collecting grails, and I'm sure I've mentioned this on here before, is an animation cell from that episode of Ewoks. Yeah. <clears throat> and I've seen uh, they're not that hard to come by Ewoks animation cells, and I've seen them at Star Wars Celebration in other conventions before, but I haven't necessarily been able to track down a cell from that specific episode. So maybe now that I have access to it, it might be a little easier. Um, But yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, one notable omission from this is the droids cartoon that came out around the same time. Okay. Not on the list yet. I'm not quite sure why. Maybe they're just saving something for later mm-hmm. um i also wonder if maybe it has something to do you remember when they announced all the new stuff coming to disney plus um back in december there was that droid tales cartoon yes that that they're bringing out maybe they want to wait until that's out as to not cause any sort of confusion between the two that would actually make a lot of sense but yeah, I'm excited for uh, 
for all this stuff to get added. Not that like, you know, the minute it hits Disney Plus, I'm going to blink. All right, time to binge the Ewoks cartoon. Right. You know, like, I'm sure it'll be check nice it out. to put on for the kid just to, just to, yeah, man, that's go what I was through it think. and remember, basically. Yeah, I, I w- that's what I was kind of thinking is maybe, uh, maybe Liam would dig it. If not, he might dig uh, that Tarakoski um, Clone Wars. Oh, I know he's going to dig that. <coughs> um, yeah, when when I saw that announcement, like I knew there was a ton of people that would be excited about that, but there were two people I Im- immediately thought of. One, of course, being you, because I know you're a huge fan. I am. Of those, and a friend of the podcast, Aaron Boyd, who I also know is a massive, massive Tarakoski. I was about to say, not only that product specifically, but Tarakoski in general, like he is a master of storytelling. Um, I don't know if you saw the finale the of the Samurai Jack. No. Uh, really good. Incredibly really? good. Also, he had a, a different series called Primal. I saw a couple of episodes of that, and it was really good. Primal was really good, too, yeah. I need to see if that's on um, HBO Maybe Max. on demand. I was oh, more... I'm sure it might be on HBO Max because they have a lot of the Adult Swim stuff. Yeah. Like, a lot of them. Yeah. <clears throat> Every time I hear Samurai Jack, I think of one moment from that movie, Grandma's Boy. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know the movie, but the, so, the moment slips my mind. You know, there's the character that Nicholas Schwartz, is that his name? Yes. Plays, and he lives with his quote-unquote roommates, who are actually right. his parents. Right. And his mom comes to pick him up at the end of the work day. <laughs> he's like, yeah. hey, okay, mom, did you tape Samurai Jack for me? Every right. time I th- hear, the, hear the word Samurai followed by Jack, that's what I think of. I uh, it's good. I mean, it's it's a great show. Um, do you have have you ever seen the Ewoks cartoon? I mean, way back in the day, like maybe when it was on its original run. Yeah, I definitely don't remember seeing it in its original run because I think it came out in '85, and then. I didn't know. Then I then I definitely didn't see it in its original. It may be like a couple episodes on tape at somebody's house then probably because I never saw a bunch of it. And I never saw it or droids and had no idea they existed until one day. I don't know, maybe in fifth or sixth grade, I was getting ready in the morning and sci-fi channel was on and mm-hmm. they played an episode of droids and I wasn't even in the room with the TV but from the other room I heard C3PO and I was like wait a minute. that's not from the movie and I run out into the living room and it's a fucking Star Wars cartoon that I never knew existed and dude I was hyped heck yeah I can imagine <laughs> But since then, I, uh, I've i probably watched two or three episodes of Ewoks and the same thing for droids. Ewoks has a killer opening theme song. Really? Yeah. I wonder if I can find that. It's got to be somewhere, right? 
It's not a variation of Yubnub, is it? No, no, it is. It is something. Yeah, man. What do you think about that? That grooves in like a Jim Henson kind of way. <laughs> Makes you want to fucking, you know, have an enhancement or two. Put on the black light. Makes and you want to go down to Fraggle Rock. Lay on the ground and stare at the ceiling. Reconsider your life. Um, ah, my life choices. <clears throat> so, yeah. I don't know. I, I think that's pretty cool. Now, the, that is another question droids when's that going to show up what about fucking star wars detours man because that's all sitting in the vault is it yeah and that's the stuff that they did with the robot chicken folks yeah at least seth green right um you know i don't know that that'll ever come out of the vault i mean and I only say that because I'm not sure Star Wars is ready to make fun of itself. So apparently there's 39 episodes produced. Hey, give me one second, okay? Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, you know, back in November of last year, not a whole episode of Detours um leaked but one full segment one like six minute segment right. um leaked and i watched it before it got taken down and i gotta say i liked it more than i was expecting to like it okay and it was this whole uh granted you knowing who it featured plays a lot into it but it was zuckus and forlom robbing dexter's diner and lando was in it and boba fett was in it and stuff so of course that's right up my alley, right? Like it's bounty hunters. It was a little goofy. It was obviously not um, as mature humor as a robot chicken segment, but it was all right. <clears throat> um, so speaking of one more thing before we we hear from our buddies. Uh, speaking of the original Clone Wars animated series, there's a character who's sort of been announced to be coming back into Star Wars character, or canon, rather, that featured in that uh, series pretty heavily, and that's Dirge the Bounty Hunter. You remember that fool? Dirge. The guy made of tentacles. Well, yeah, he's like a big mass of nerves or whatever, um, surrounded by the armor. He's he's going to be showing up in Dr. Aphra 11, which is part of that whole... War of the Bounty Hunters storyline that we talked about um, maybe like a month or two ago. Um, That's pretty cool. And I would have never guessed how excited some people would be about that guy. Because like, yeah. like when... Because I know he's not your favorite, but I thought he was he was a great villain for Obi-Wan to throw down against. I didn't dislike him, but it wasn't... You know, I was also never like, man, Dirge is my dude. Right. So it was never like something I was way into. So yeah, to see people super excited about it, I was like, well, man, 
there really is a favorite Star Wars character for everybody, I guess. You know, like... <coughs> um, but yeah, so Dirge is canon again. We're getting a bunch of stuff on Disney Plus, and it looks like we might have some idea of who's playing Ezra. It's kind of the big stuff that happened this week. That's uh, that's all good stuff. Positive forward momentum. Yeah, man. Hopefully, you know, won't be too much longer before we start really hearing. Um about some cool stuff coming but you know we kind of expected this to happen right after mando and then you know the space between that you know honestly though knock on wood kind of seems like this might be our slowest star wars period for the foreseeable future because once things kick into gear next year i think we're just getting project after project right um and really, I just got to try and stay alive until Book of Boba Fett. I is, mean, shouldn't be hard, right? Well, knock on wood once again. Um, but yeah, so do you want to uh, hear from our moisture farmer buddies? Hear what they have I to? Definitely do. Yeah, we got uh, we got a, quite a few to hear from this week, so we'll we'll go ahead and uh, jump over to that. Kiyadi. Kiyadi! Cockhead! The only Jedi master who can crash box Kiyadi! Cockhead! Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead! He's a big Syrian stud! He loves to split chicks with his pud! Kiyadi! Cockhead! To stroke his cone and suck on his balls! Kiyadi! Cockhead! What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow! Cockhead! Luhurp! Cockhead! Hansberger! Cockhead! Will Witt! Cockhead! Goose Paint! Cockhead! G-Money! Cockhead! King Tom! Cockhead! Joe! Cockhead! K&D! Cockhead! Cockhead! All right, so first up, let's hear from our buddy, the king of all times, King Tan. We got a little Casey Kasem on there at the end. Hey there, Hawes and Will. Now that St. Patrick's Day is out of the way, I'm getting ready for the next big holiday, May the 4th. You know, I'm expecting the radio stations to start playing nonstop Star Wars music all the time, expecting to hear Star Wars music when I go into Target. Really looking forward to it this year, because last year, I thought it was just such an unexpectedly good day in terms of Star Wars, we got a bunch of, I think, like literary news. And of course, we got the news about the Taika and Leslie Headland projects. And there was just some other stuff. And it was, in general, that they had a bunch of good Star Wars vibes. My question is, because, you know, May the 4th is the next really big thing happening uh, in terms of Star Wars... Is there anything you're expecting out of the day? Do you... I know, obviously, we're going to get the Bad Batch. We're going to get two episodes that week, which is pretty cool. Um, And that's really our, you know, only on-screen Star Wars thing we're getting this year until... um, 
you know, the book of Boba Fett. And, and just as a side note, how fucking cool is it that this is probably the last year that it's going to be like this, that we're going to be Once just again. waiting for on-screen content. But anyway, you know, we're getting the, the Bad Batch. Do you think we're going to get, uh, you know, an a information or, you know, news of a new project like something big like the Tycho or Leslie Headland projects or even, you know, casting in, in or, or art or anything? What, what do you think? Do you think we're going to get anything? Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for the great podcast. And I'll talk with you later. Who? Um, you know what I would like? Uh, one thing I would be really stoked for if they announced it on May the 4th is the next uh, EA Star Wars video game project. That would be neat. Um, I have a feeling that E3 is still not going to be you know, the same type of event it's been in the past. Who knows if it's ever going to be that type of event. Not saying that we won't be able to have big events like that, but kind of feel like E3 has been on the decline for a couple of years. And right. last year might have been sort of the last nail in its coffin for what it used to be, at least. You already had, <clears throat> you know, big publishers pulling out of having conferences and stuff there. I feel like, you know, everybody, I don't know, like the conference scene got more niche. You know, everybody kind of did their own conference or... Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't know that anybody was really attending E three other than the journalists, like tech journalists or whatever. You know, that were required to cover it. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure I'm wrong. I'm sure there's a bunch of people like, oh, I miss E three. You know, but I don't know a lot of like fans. I mean, I, I, I I'll be honest. I look through forward to E three every year. It's one right, of those but things you don't where go. no, yeah, you don't. no, and it, it, it's just sort of recently that they've started allowing people from the just regular public to buy tickets to it and e3 has always been one of those things kind of like san diego comic-con that i've been like man i'd love to go to an e3 one year but i don't know how cool it actually would be you know um and it kind of seems like you know with nintendo pulling out of e3 and then sony pulling out of e3 a couple years after that like it was kind of going downhill so what i'm basically it's a long way of saying like maybe this would be a cool opportunity for um, EA to talk about whatever they got coming next, be it a smaller project this year or Jedi Fallen Order 2 next year, whatever it may be. I'd like to hear something about that. I don't know that we'll necessarily hear, because we got so many projects announced in December, I don't know that we're going to hear anything about like, new shows or movies necessarily um that's what i was gonna say i don't i don't think there's gonna be a bunch of new new prod new uh project news on the horizon you know again i could be wrong and often am but but what i would say could be very possible is some casting like confirmed lucasfilm announcement casting news for uh book of boba fett or, you know, they concern or confirm Mina Masood for Ezra or Lars Mickelson for Thrawn in the Ahsoka series or uh, cast of Rangers of the New Republic. Any of that stuff seems like it could very well be on the table for May the 4th. <clears throat> um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Bad Batch, but 
I, like I said, I just don't see us getting any sort of movie or TV show announcements just because yeah, um, yeah. we got so much back in December. Seems like, you know, they got some, you know, they went ahead and announced quite a bit of stuff. <clears throat> um, so we'll see. You know, it would be really cool is maybe a um, might be a little early for it, but like, uh, I don't know, a poster or some um, official pictures from Book of Boba Fett. I'd be very excited for that. If they announced the Yoda limited series on uh, Disney Plus. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> That'd Shoot be the stars. We are. You're just throwing that out into the universe? Yeah. Look at you. Look at you. crazy. All right. Uh, let's hear from Jacob. Let's hear what Jacob has to say. Hi, Hals and Will. It's Jake from up here in Nebraska again. And uh, last week, you guys were talking about opossums. And uh, I used to live kind of close by a creek. And uh, so I'd see my fair share of uh, opossums. And, uh, you know, you lift up a trash can. Possum's there staring back at you like, hey, fool, this is my trash. Or, you know, move some wood in a wood pile. Mama opossum and little baby opossums found a home there. And, you know, they hiss at you, but it's all for show. Because uh, it's actually very rare for opossums to carry rabies or other uh, viral infections like distemper and stuff like that. Opossums are actually really good for the ecosystem and environment. Um, so they eat ticks, which is super sweet. I think I looked up in a season, they kill up to like 5,000 ticks. They eat them, you know. No one likes ticks. They fucking suck, man. So opossums, right at you. They're, you know... They're basically metal marsupials, man. They're super metal. metal. They um, are immune to venom from rattlesnakes and vipers. They eat them, actually. So that is incredible. So opossums, super kick-ass. If you have them roaming around, just let them do their opossum stuff. They'll eventually leave your yard or, you know, wherever. If you have dogs... Obviously, you know, you want to get rid of them so you don't have a opossum dog battle. But for the most part, extremely useful. Keep them around. They're kick-ass. Which leads me to my Star Wars question for the week. If you were to have any kick-ass action hero or martial artist be in a Star Wars movie, who would you pick? Whether it be, you know, Van Damme, Jet Li... And uh, would, would you, you want it to be obvious that it's them in the movie, or would you want them to just be doing motion capture for a character? Let me know what you guys think. As always, thanks for the great pop podcast. What's your answer to this question, William? Oh, man, that's really hard. Because when he said martial artist, I mean, obviously Tony Jaa comes Ooh, to mind. God. Do you know how excited I would be if Tony Jaa was in a Star Wars movie? I mean, very. Strong to quite strong. Thank you! Sorry. Woo! Um, 
I, oh, man. Tony Jaw would be very exciting. I feel, I feel like Tony Jaw like was on the like. I have a ton of reverence for Tony Jaw. I remember, I think it was even with you sitting down and watching Ong Bak for the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we basically followed his career from beginning to having to end, my mind blown, dude. Like. You know, uh, it reminded me of being a kid when I was obsessed with, like, Van Damme and stuff. Like, it gave me those same feelings. And then The Protector, um, Ong Bak 2 and 3. And then he had some personal issues and sort of went away for a while and then came back. And it just seems like since then he hasn't really done quite as much. Which is a shame. Right. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was in a Fast and Furious movie. And he was in the Monster Hunter movie that just came out that apparently wasn't very good. Okay. But man, I would love for him to get a role in a Star Wars movie or even a Marvel movie. I'd be really excited for that. So yeah, Tony Jaa would fucking rule. If you guys haven't seen Ong Bak or The Protector... Um, you should. You definitely should. You definitely should. And of course, the man who once said in one of the greatest movies ever made, you taught me using any technique that works, never to limit myself to one style, to keep an open mind. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Who I would be excited. You know what? Van Damme would make a good um, imperial general. Ah. Uh. I don't want him to be a bad guy. Oh, man, that's about all Van Damme could be. Why? He spent the 90s and early 2000s being a good guy. I mean, I mean, maybe he could be a good guy. Tropars! I don't know. I just see him being the final boss. And maybe that's because of his expendable history wasn't he a boss in the expendable he was like the big bad i think he was the the bad guy in expendables too right and like there's none of really the expendables that i would like to see in star wars with the exception of and i know you probably won't agree i think jason statham would be a cool like flipped stormtrooper like you know was a stormtrooper but now is a rebel I um and he wouldn't be lead like you know supporting ensemble. I don't necessarily have anything wrong with Jason Statham. I like those transporter movies all right. I haven't I, seen kind of what I, was I haven't seen a ton of um of other so Jason real, Statham movies. For real action star, Keanu Reeves. Like Keanu in the Star Wars action, bruh. Give John Wick Star Wars all day. Doesn't it seem like he, once again, it seems like he's on the verge, like any day now, we're going to hear that he's going to be in a Star Wars movie or a Marvel, or a Star Wars project or a Marvel project, right? I thought he was in The Eternals. I thought he was in The Marvel. No, no. 
And it, 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 like it, it, this, this is Keanu Renaissance that happened. Yeah. Um, mainly because of the John Wick movies it just That's seems right. like which are pretty fucking kick ass by the way that um, and his his capacity to be a generally good human being outside of cinema yeah from what I understand <laughs> yeah yeah um, but yeah it just seems like any moment now he's gonna get attached to one of these real big franchises um, I know the force. I just like imagining Van Damme as like a as a you know a rebel hero, one of the good guys being like uh, <clears throat> troopers. I have just received new orders. Our superiors say war is canceled, and we can all go home. Bison is getting paid off for his crimes, and our friends will have died here. Will have died for nothing, but we can all go home. Meanwhile, ideals like freedom and justice, they get packed up. But we can all go home. Well, I'm not going home. I'm going to get on my boat. I'm going up river. And I'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is going to feel it. Now, who wants to go home? And who wants to go with me? That's mm. his. That's his big quote unquote inspirational speech from Street Fighter. I spent it's some like t- the uh, it's the it's the Braveheart. I spent some time uh, fucking memorizing it after watching that. <laughs> Not that like two weeks ago I watched Street Fighter. <clears throat> All right, let's see who we have. This is from Josh. Let's hear what Josh has to say. Hello there, Haas and Will. This is Josh W. Um, hope you guys are doing well. Um, it's been about a month, I think, since the High Republic novel Into the Dark came out. Um, I finished it about a couple weeks ago, and I really enjoyed it. I think I even enjoyed it a little bit more than I did uh, Light of the Jedi. Um, I thought the story was more focused, and there was kind of more space, I guess, to do some more character development and stuff like that. I really like the uh, the Jedi characters and the non-Jedi characters, too. I think even there might be a little potential for a couple of those Jedi to uh, be tempted by the dark side at some point. Um, I'd really like to see them again. Um, <clears throat> so I just wanted to ask if uh, you guys had read it, uh, what your thoughts on the novel were, and I wanted your comments on the character that's maybe been the breakout star of that novel, the navigator of the vessel, Geode. Um, I've seen nothing but love for Geode on my timelines, but I guess some people have been complaining about him. Um, I loved it. I thought it was great. I love it when Star Wars gets weird. Um, just wanted to know what you guys thought about uh, Geode and the novel in general. Um, hope you guys are staying uh, happy and healthy, and um, talk to you later, and may the Force be with you. Oh, man, I am sorry to disappoint you, Josh, buddy, but I haven't finished it yet. I got, I started it um, and just haven't finished it yet. I got distracted by a couple of things. First off, I got distracted. I got way into, uh, they're not a new band, but they're new to me. It's this band called Chromio that I can't stop listening to at work. 
it's all I do at work. So that has slowed down my progress of listening to the audio book. And then, you know, all our friends that put out awesome podcasts, those have also kept me from finishing it. But I will finish it soon. And when I do, I'll definitely uh, revisit this question for you, buddy. I promise. Uh, as far as the geode thing goes, I don't have any real thoughts because I haven't finished it yet. But I do think everybody's fascination with them is awesome. I like seeing that kind of stuff. <coughs> so, sorry, buddy. I, I really do apologize. But... Um, I'll update you. Yeah, peace and love, peace and love. I'll, I'll update you once I have finished it. How's that peace sound? In love. All right. Um, let's hear from Andrew. Let's hear what Andrew has to say. Hey, Haas and Will. This is Andy from Ontario, Canada, and I've been listening to you guys for 50 years. Nah, I don't know how long it's been. At least a couple, but it's been so long I can't really pinpoint when I started. Um, you guys just, you're part of my routine, you know? Kids go to bed and I'm doing dishes. You know, let's check out the new Blue Harvest. I mean, you guys in Steel Wars, you guys are, you know, my go-tos. So, like many people have called in before and said, just, you know, thank you for all you do, because you guys, you know, you deserve some praise. You guys put out great shows. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to call in um, me and my son. He's a year and a half. We were watching The Rise of Skywalker, which, because he's only a year and a half, it took seven or eight viewings just to get through it. Um, but we got to the end, and I'm sure you guys have heard that theory uh, about how in yeah, Rise of Skywalker, Rey kills Palpatine, which is what he wanted. He wanted her to kill him. So did that mean that Palpatine's essence or soul was transferred into her? And I know that's not the case. You know, it's just an interesting kind of like Darth Bane and his apprentice. Uh, if you read those books, I know it's not canon, but um, I thought it was interesting anyway. You know, just, oh, yeah, he did want her to kill him and she killed him. But anyway, we're watching the movie and, you know, the infamous line, who are you, Ray, Ray Skywalker? But right after she says it, if you watch her face, the camera hangs on her for a minute, and if you watch her face, you see it glow a little more, which I think is supposed to be the sun's coming up that the next scene her and BB-8 are walking off into. But for whatever reason, that theory came into my head, and so she's like, Ray, Ray Skywalker. And then there's a glow, so, you know, it's kind of like, who are you? Ray Skywalker, motherfucker ignites her saber we don't see what happens but then she just walks off with bb-8 i just thought it was kind of funny because now every time i see that scene i'm not gonna i'm, I'm always gonna think of that just yeah ray skywalker motherfucker <laughs> anyway thanks again for the show guys uh you guys are great and i'll talk to you soon cheers <coughs> oh man so look eh as someone who likes The Rise of Skywalker, I can definitely acknowledge the issues that people have with them and, and you know, agree with them and see where they're coming from, even when they're not issues for for me specifically, right? Um, 
And the thing about her killing Palpatine, I haven't read the novelization, so this would be a better question for like Sal or King Tom or any of the other thousands of people that read the novelization. But my current feeling about it is, is one of two things. Uh, she didn't strike Palpatine down in anger like he wanted Luke to do in Return of the Jedi, right? Right. So, like, maybe that's part of the whole ritual. Like, he has to be... Someone has to strike him down in anger for the ritual to take place. Or maybe it's even because she reflected his power back at him, right? Right. I do like the idea of her dropping in a fucking motherfucker at the end, though. <laughs> Man, I think that would have been the biggest shock <laughs> of of the whole thing. Because I think you're allowed one F-bomb in a PG-13 movie. I think you're allowed one single one. If the last word in the Skywalker saga was motherfucker. Yeah, it would be, I mean, it'd be a missed opportunity not to have Samuel L. Jackson be the one f-bomb yeah old samuel l man what a dude what a dude uh but thanks for calling in uh andy and thanks for all the praise that uh, we really appreciate that man and thank you for listening especially as long as you have yeah man all right uh, we got some emails next. Uh, first up, we've got one from our buddy, Mr. 100, Kobe. Hey, Halls and Will, what's good? I have a quick question this week. If you had to insert one variation of fuck, in, oh, this is funny, in every Star Wars movie, uh, one through nine, without adding lines, where would you put them? For an example, in Attack of the Clones, you could change Obi-Wan's line from, oh, not good, to, oh, not fucking good. Interested to see what you guys come up with. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Oh, man. <clears throat> um, in The Phantom Menace, when Anakin's asking Qui-Gon if he's a Jedi, and uh, he goes, I saw your laser sword. I'd like him to say, I saw your fucking laser sword. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. <clears throat> um, you got one for The Phantom Menace? Uh, when Jar Jar says, I speak, if he could go, I effing speak. Yeah, you got you got the little ones around, so I, I understand not wanting to drop. Peace and love. We totally get it, buddy. So, perfect. Yeah. Perfectly. I fucking speak. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the fucking the de- degenerated here, so I'll translate. Um, yeah. An attack of the clones. Um, hmm. Okay. When Anakin uses the force to pull that space pair over and cut it, and he goes, mm, Obi Wan would be very grumpy if he saw me doing this. Uh, it would be Obi Wan would be very fucking grumpy if he saw me doing this. That would be mine for um, Attack of the Clones. Hey, buddy. So, what do you got for uh, all Attack of the Clones? Attack of the Clones. Um, I'm, you know, I, I'm shooting from a hip in all of these because I don't want to try to think too hard. Yeah. But um, when they're when uh, what's the lines when they're they're being wheeled out to fight in the arena? Um, what does Anakin say to Padme oh. right before there? Oh, 
can't remember. Oof. But that seems like the perfect place for an F-bomb. It's... I don't know why, but that just seems like, you know. You know what would be a good one? Per- uh, when Qui-Gon sneaks up on him up in the balcony, and he's like, this party, or not Qui-Gon, uh, Mace Windu. I mean, we're talking yeah. just talking about old Samuel L. when he's like, this party's over. Yeah. This party's fucking over. This party's fucking <clears throat> Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Oh, okay. Um, you know when... Oh, oh, Samuel L. Jackson, as he gets busted out the window. Like, <laughs> just a fuck. Instead of screaming all the way down. Yeah, just a <laughs> uh, oh, Or when uh, Palpatine is shocking him, he could be like, Unlimited fucking power. Oh, oh, that would be good. That would be really good. <laughs> um, I was think, yeah, no, we'll just go with that one. Okay, a new hope. I have two in mind for a new hope. When uh, C three PO is being dumped into the oil bath, and he's like, "Oh, this oil bath <laughs> is gonna feel so fucking good." <laughs> And, oh. and then when they're approaching the Death Star for the Battle of Yavin, um, and the guy's like, look at the size of that thing. He'd be like, look at the size of that fucking thing. Oh, or um, when, yeah, when they're approaching the Death Star and, and he's like, uh, something about oh, that small moon, and then Obi-Wan's like, that's no nope. fucking moon. <laughs> that's no or, fucking uh, moon. Or when Darth Vader and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi are squaring off in their fight. And he's like, when last we met, I was but the master. And now I, I was but the pupil, but now I am the fucking master. That'd be pretty good. Okay, Empire Strikes Back. Um, uh, I thought these fucking things smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> uh, or when he... Uh, right before he goes out to look for Luke and uh, Chewie is doing whatever he's doing the work on the Falcon. He's like, you pull this fucking out right now. Oh, then I'll see you in fucking hell. (laughs) There's lots of good spots in empire. There's a lot of emotional language. Yeah. I was thinking like, um, you slimy good for another double crossing fucking swindler. Um, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Jabba, free us or fucking die. Oh, that's good. Uh, when he's like, uh, I was born here, you know. He's like, well, you're going to effing die you're here. You're going to fucking know? die here, you know. Convenient. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That is a good one. <coughs> okay, the Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Um. Oh, when Finn, when when the Resistance shows up on Taco, Taco. No, yeah, Taco Donna. Is that where Maz's castle is? Yeah, when they show up there, and uh, to save the day, and and Finn's like, "That's one hell of a fucking pilot." Be pretty fucking good. Uh, that or uh, when Finn is trying to break Poe out, and he's like, "You need a, you need, you need a pilot. You need an effing pilot." I need pilot. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Last Jedi. <clears throat> Last Jedi. Um, 
Let me think here. To me, it would have to be Luke Skywalker during that final projection. Um, oh, I will not be to Kylo Ren. I will not be the last fucking Jedi. Yeah, be pretty appalling. <laughs> um. Oh, or when Kylo's ordering all the the ATATs to fire on Luke, and he's like, "More, more, fucking more." Yeah, that would be good. That's got real f bomb energy to it. Um, and then Rise of Skywalker. We'll just go or, with our or when he's like, "See you around, Emperor." You know? <laughs> See you around, fucker. <laughs> Um, for Rise of Skywalker, we'll just go with our buddy Andrews. We'll yeah, say, that's too good to pass up. Ray Skywalker, motherfucker. That's a good one. <clears throat> All right. Uh, next up, we got two more emails. This one's from our buddy Raymond, and it says "Message to the Scream King." So I wonder what this is going to be about. Um, hey, Halls, aka Scream King. Thanks for the hard work on the podcast. Keep going, and you guys are doing fine. Be safe and stay healthy. Oh, and happy birthday. Oh, thanks, Raymond. I appreciate that, buddy. Okay. Right, three days, right? Yeah. Three days away. Yeah, coming up Sunday. Fucking not a fan. One quarantine birthday to another quarantine birthday. It's not like I was going to be going out and getting fucked up on either birthday, though. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You know, I. it's sad that those aren't the days anymore, but I mean, I, in all honesty, those aren't my days anymore. No, man. I. You know that night we all went to Marty's and Goose was in town. This was not the time you and Goose drove down. This is when you still lived here. Right. Um, And I just fucking pounded old fashions i called johnny grosso and left him a voice message i remember this i was being real embarrassing in person like now we had just, a lot of fun well yeah at the time it was fun but then the next day cringe of like remembering me just being embarrassing and drunk and throwing up in the front yard and i have not been wasted wasted since that night that was and I fully admit it may be because I'm out of practice, but I can't do it like I used to. No, I can't go hard in the paint when it comes to alcohol like I used to. No, man, I, I just don't do good with hangovers and throwing up and stuff. And I, like I said, it may be that I'm out of practice, but <clears throat> it, it don't treat me the same as it used to. No. I'll bounce back the way I used to the next day. Go um, to work and stuff. Yeah, well, Man, wet my sweat, sweat it up in the kitchen. Oh God! Um, all right, so we got one email from Sam, and then we'll call it an evening. It says, "Whoa, had a had a mid reading brain fart there." <laughs> Howdy, Halls and Will. I was rewatching some Clone Wars this week, specifically the episode. The Hunt for Zero. In the beginning, Cy Snoodle sings a song very similar to the one that Willie Scott sings in the beginning of Temple of Doom. If you two could cast your favorite band as alien bands in Star Wars, what would they look like? I'm not in the camp of seeing previously famous musicians perform in Star Wars. B. Arthur was a stretch in the holiday special. But it was fun to think of Kiss as a bunch of Wookiees with spots or something to that. Ooh, excuse me. 
to that effect. Um, anyways, keep on rocking and thanks for the great show, Best Sam. Ooh, I like this question. So I'm, you know who I'm going to do. I'm going to do Tool, obviously. Right. Because I'm predictable. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, you know, RIP Daft Punk, but that seems like it would be appropriate, you know, with the helmeted guys with their techno. <clears throat> yeah. So, all right. If I had to recast the members of Tool as different aliens... I think I I think okay. Let me put it together here. Danny Carey, their drummer, he would be a a Beskalisk, a Besalisk. I think that's what Dexter Jetster is in Attack of the Clones. Okay. And I say that because he's got four arms. And the whole joke about Danny Carey is that he's got that he's got four arms. That he's the human octopus because he's such right. a crazy drummer. So that's what I'd make him. Uh, I would make Adam Jones, their guitar player, a Wookiee because I don't know when it happened. It seemed like in the last couple of years, and I don't know if people in the like his bandmates started referring to them as this, or if the fans started referring to to him as this, and it just caught on. But people started calling him Chewbacca. I think it's because okay. he grew his hair out and his beard, and right, he just had sort of a Chewbacca vibe going on. And he's even like memed about it on his Instagram and stuff. So we make him a Wookiee. Maynard. Okay. Maynard, I would make either uh, a Powan. I think that's how you say the alien a race. A Muni? Or a, um... No, uh, or a Mune. A Mune would be good too. Uh, but a Powan, you know, in, on Utapau in Revenge of the Sith, the guy that. Um, obi-wan talks to on the landing pad where he's like yeah if you have warriors now's the time that guy right. I, I would make maynard either him or immune or maybe a comedian comedian you would be good um what's the uh what's the cantina band what are they uh what is figure and dan that's the dude's name play the same song uh what is Figrin Dan? Uh, a Bith. A Bith. There you go. How did I miss? I should have known that one. Yeah. Um, and what would I make their bass player? You know, their bass player now looks a little bit like our buddy Steve. Does he really? Yeah. Steve's a handsome guy. Fuck yeah, he is. Hell yeah. He's going he's gonna to hear this and send you some heart emojis. Oh, or like well, a, an eggplant emoji. You know, there's a special place in my heart slash pants for Steve. You and me both, brother. <laughs> Steve and I got a little bit of a <clears throat> special project we're working on. We're not we haven't uh, started yet because we're trying to wait until we're both. We both got both of our shots and stuff. Right. But uh, we got something we're working on that's going to be pretty exciting. I'm a little jealous. I miss hanging out with Steve. Like I miss hanging out with you most of all, but like oh, just yeah. being in Birmingham, like I miss Man. hanging out with Steve. That's Steve's what I'm a good guy and a good guy to hang You know what I can't wait for? And it's it's closer now than it has been in a year. But I'm I'm really looking forward to that day when you're like, Hey, I'm gonna come to Birmingham. You wanna record one in, in person? Because that would happen what uh, yeah. a couple times a year. Yeah, Before. yeah, yeah. We get two or three in a year. And uh man, they're fucking fun. 
They are. So we took road down. Um, I, mine would be the Beatles. Yeah, tell me like, who the Beatles I would, would have be. The Beatles, they would all be Wookies, and they would have the heavy Beatle bobs, and they would sing Beatles <laughs> songs all in Wookie. Like, <laughs> oh man, that's pretty good. I still can't think of a good alien species for Justin Chancellor. Hmm. What's the uh, what's the name of the the thing that sings in Jabba's palace in the special edition? The like animal. Oh, the Yuzum. Animal Muppet. Oh, what's his name? Uh, his his name is fucking Joe y- Ja Yowza or Joe Yowza or something like that. But I think his species is a Yuzum. I just like that species. Because it reminds me of animal, like okay. From the and you know what? Uh, I could kind of see him being a Justin Chancellor. So there you go. You got a Yuzum on bass. You got either a Mune or a Powin on uh, vocals. Wookie on guitar and uh, Dexter Jester, Beskalis or whatever the fuck. Whew. Man, if I've got any of those was, species names was, wrong, please let me know. I was about to say you were just flexing nuts. That's flexing Star Wars nuts. The I'm, fact that. You can do the different species. I'm trying here to to do that a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But I have because a feeling I got uh, some. I think I fucked up on some of those. You know, I got I got I got very few. You know, I got the Wookiees. I know the Mune. I know uh, the uh, the Count the Mon Calamari and the Quarian, the two Aqua. Mm hmm. Well, and you know Rodians. I know Rodians. Okay. You know Twi'leks? No Twi'leks. See, those are too easy. You know Ugnots? No Ugnots. <coughs> I'm saying, you, you know. See, I was about to say, that's all mainstream. Like, I, don't I, know. Was, I should have known Bith, but that was a stretch. Bith, I had a hard Duros? time. Duros? Duros, yeah. Yeah. Like Cad Bane? Yeah, Cad Bane is a Duros. Yeah, I don't I don't think you give yourself enough credit for your Star Wars. Thorians. Thorians. Fucking Oh, dude, a death metal band of Thorians. Oh, doing talking about or, or yeah, I guess they could do the Mongolian and throat singing. That's the vocals in the Thorian band. That shit would rule. It would. <clears throat> All right. Well, I think that does it for us this week. Uh, like how we just ended the episode this week being like, well, there's this species and this species and this <laughs> species. You guys thought about a Zabrak lately? <laughs> Zabrak. What about <laughs> a... I'm trying to figure out what kind of music a Transocean would best. I kind of think Snake that would, jazz. Well, see, I was kind of thinking that might be kind of metal, too. Bro, <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh boy. Anyways, thanks for recording with me this week, buddy. Dude, thanks for having me on. Sorry about the complications. Oh man, you know I don't ever care. Seems to be something. Yeah, but whatever. It's not a big deal. They could be bigger bumps in the road than they are. Uh, yeah, for sure. 
Uh, anyways, guys, uh, if you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out, and it makes us happy. Don't you want to make us happy? <laughs> and uh, if you haven't checked them out already, please check out Stoned Cobra. They're the band that was kind enough to provide the music for our theme song. And you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. And uh, in, in, in doing so, you'll be checking out Handsome Ass Steve. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The mean shreds of the Handsome Steve. Handsome Ass Steve. There he goes. Look at him. Going down the street. Talking about Road Tide. Go Packers. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys, we'll see you next week. Until then, this has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us.